Howdy, guys. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! We got a little story for you, Ags. Jake Carlisle is a current student of the Fight and Tech Side class of 2023. Jake is the co-owner of Airtay Property Group, a company that he and his co-founder started during COVID, and they have guided this company through some phenomenal growth. You, you will not believe how fast and how far he has come in just a short amount of time. All of this while balancing school, balancing a business, helping grow the entrepreneur spirit in Aggieland. So pass it back and listen up to Jake as he shares some good bull. Jake, thank you so much for joining us. I think one of the coolest things that that I know about Jake is that he is currently a student at Texas A&M. So as we talk about through this entire season, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well on campus. And Jake is the personification of that. So Jake, thank you so much for joining us. I'm making time in your busy schedule as we're recording this. It's in the middle of dead week. So I know that you're preparing hard for finals and getting ready to, to to take those finals, but thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom and telling your story. Absolutely, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I've got uh, I got two finals on Monday and some homework due Sunday, so it's coming up. That's for sure. Well, well hopefully this is a nice little little break <laughs> in between prepping for those finals. But Jake, you you are in the middle of entrepreneurship at Texas A and M as a student. You know, so so tell us a little bit about what do you feel the entrepreneurial spirit is at A and M for students. You know, what what gets you excited about it. You know, what what really encourages you that we need to know. Right. Well, so really, it's honestly been more of the alumni that have reached out or been super supportive of me, whether it be alumni and when I'm talking to attorneys or title companies or lenders or what whatever have you in the in the community, when they learn that I'm a student still at AM and and just fully involved in entrepreneurship and in in my business, they I don't know if they're impressed, but like they're just like, hmm, that's not, you know, that's not normal. So they kind of they kind of dig in a little bit and they they really, really like to hear my story. But there are also a lot of different clubs that are at AM that I've been a part of. I said not that I've been a part of. There's a lot, there's a lot of clubs, but there's two I've been a, been a part of is the Aggie Investment Club and then TAMU Real, the Real Estate Aggies and Leadership. That one has been good. And they have weekly speakers come in and speak to us. And so it's it's really a very good concentration of real estate entrepreneurs that either are already in real estate or have aspiring goals to be in real estate. So it's been good. A lot of the alumni, though, have been very, very supportive and just been really pushing me to be better. I mean, that's that's really as simple as I can put it. It's been a lot of the alumni that have that have helped me grow. That is so cool. So I want to dig in a little bit on that. So how how have some of the alumni like? Can you give a specific instance on anything? For context, I do go to the gym a lot. So a lot of the people I meet that are alumni that I now associate with, I meet at the gym. Or I meet them in some sort of business dealing, like I said, with title company or attorneys or realtors or what, whatever have you. This particular day, this guy didn't know who he was, saw me, somehow got my name and reached out to me on Facebook. He 
said, Hey, I want to get a lunch. I'm like, okay, like, I guess like, I don't get a lot. I don't get a lot of that, but like, cool. So we, <laughs> we, we go to yummy, yummy, which is now my favorite place ever. The Mongolian grill. If you ever go there, go get the bowl. It's amazing. And we just talked and talked and talked. And he wanted to learn more about me. Apparently he had done some, some deep dive because I have all my stuff on Facebook and Instagram and what have you. And so he had done some history and research on me. And I didn't know who he was, right? And and so it turns out he was an entrepreneur, about 30 years old, had sold a company in the past and was a he was an Aggie class of 14, I believe, had two master's degrees from AM and just like he just took took hold, right? And we were just in the gym. Like that was literally it. And so he's also become one of my best friends, one of my best mentors. And it all stemmed from, I guess, just him seeing me at the gym and digging, digging deeper. And I, you know, I don't know what sparked it. I've never really got an answer on that, but that specific example has, and it, you know, that's going to lead me to a lot of, of awesome things down the road because I, I guess he just saw something and ran with it. So awesome. And that's a perfect example of the Aggie Network right there, you know, in action. That is really, really cool. So Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, what it does, and why don't you tell us also, I'm really interested, why did you bite that off while you're in and and do that while you're a student? Yeah. So my company is is kind of has two two sections to it. So and originally we started out as Arate property management. And really it was just a broad term for anything property management. Like we always got confused with property managers because that's what it says, you know, fair enough. We actually didn't manage properties. We just bought places, renovated them, rented them, flipped them, sold them, whatever. And then we also have Arate Property Group, which now has kind of been the evolution of Arate Property Management, which is now the on the realtor side. So we have sales, leasing, land development, high-end flips, stuff like that. So it's it's just kind of gone a lot deeper into the rabbit hole of real estate. So there's two sides of it. So I mean, we, we're, we're sort of an all-encompassing real estate company. We have a in-house construction team. So we have eight guys that work for us full-time every day, five, six days a week. And so they do anything and everything for us. So they'll do flooring, painting, framing, you know, replacing windows, sheetrock, tape and flow, fencing, et cetera, et cetera, all of that. And so we only have to sub out the trades. So plumbing, HVAC, et cetera. So that really gives us an edge on really any anybody in the in kind of our residential space because we're we're mostly in residential. We're not commercial yet. And I emphasize yet, but that's really what's given us a leg up on on everybody else i believe i believe because you know if our biggest problem coming here was finding gcs and finding great contractors to work with us i can't control them so if i have four projects i can't be like hey go please do this project well they have four other ones too so who are they going to listen to you know so we just took it upon ourselves we hired eight guys we have we have a couple trailers a couple trucks and this is recently in the last 6 months so we've seen a lot of growth recently and i just parlay that into being something other than a realtor you know i end up getting my real estate license and i parlay all of that into hey this is our services this is what we can offer and so we have superior service on the leasing side buying side investing side sales side so that's kind of what we do it's we're full encompassing that's a lot I know, but we're figuring it out and trying to get it done. And then I, you know, I'll come back to the why did I do this? It all started when COVID hit. I actually transferred from Blinn to come to AM. So fall of 2019, finished my first semester at Blinn. I was living at Park West. I'm sure y'all are familiar with Park West. I was like, and I had a I had a car detailing business at the time. So I was like making good money, like 
paying my bills. I had, I had the business, had the entrepreneur spirit, yada, yada. Cool. Well, honestly, it really sucked. Like I did not like it at all. And it just got, it did not sleep boring. I just got really burnt out. I was like, well, maybe I should just go get a hourly job, pay the bills and figure out what I want to do next. So I went and worked for Aston Aviation for a couple months and at the private FBO there. I was a land service technician. And that was really cool because I got to see a lot of the people who were sort of not necessarily at the end game, but like sort of where you want to be, quote unquote, right? Coming out of the jets, flying in the jets, like pulling up in your Cadillac, rolling into the private jet, having somebody take it off for you. Like that's pretty cool stuff, right? And like one time we got to see Chuck Norris come in, we got to meet Chuck Norris. Like it was really cool. <laughs> so it gives you a lot of inspiration, right? And so it's like, man, I would like to be in that spot one day. But of course you have no clue how, like, like I'm just 19 years old. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I want that. Right. Well, then fast forward to February, March of 20 COVID hits. Well, of course the air, the, the airline industry just is done, right? Everything shuts completely off. And I am originally from Burnham, Texas. So my parents live there. They're like, Hey, you need to come back right? Like this is locked down, we're done. And so I moved back home for about eight months, give or take. So I moved back home March of 20 and I just had nothing but time on my hands, right? I, like we got, I got laid off the job there, had nothing but time, wasn't doing my, I wasn't doing my detailing anymore. So it's like, well, what do I do? And so I had some money saved up from high school showing animals and stuff like that. So I had a lot of money saved up from that. It's like, what, like, what do I do? So I was like, okay, what do I want my life to look like in 20 years when I'm 40 years old? I want 45 that jet. Years old. <laughs> That's right. What I want. Correct. <laughs> right. Right. So I was like that. And then I don't know, you can't really see it, but if you look right here, that is my vision board right there. And I made that in, I guess, back then in, in May of 20, I guess. And I was like, okay, where do I want to be? And then now I know where I want to be. How can I get there? So I was like, okay, stock market, building a business, real estate. I don't know, getting a big, big job, CEO job, whatever, whatever it may be. And I just kept honestly doodling with it. Like I would, I would write stuff down and try to try, try things, try things out, do this, do that, the other, watching so many YouTube videos, so many books. And all this time I was, I was doing like the favor and the shipped, like where you go pick up the groceries and deliver it in Burnham. And so I was just like making a couple hundred bucks a week doing that. Nothing, like really nothing. And, but the whole time I was listening to podcasts, 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 podcasts. And I came across a podcast called Bigger Pockets, which is a massive real estate podcast. And I just got like infatuated really. Like I, I was listening to it to hours on end. And then I met my business partner at the gym, consequently in Brenham right after COVID. And he had experience in the construction industry. He had experience in plumbing. And so I had experience, not really experience, but I knew the financial side of things. I knew what I wanted to do. We put it together, was like, hey, let's go do it. And I honestly like didn't really like think about the school aspect, honestly, whether that's good or bad. I was just like, hey, let's go do this and I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. And so I believe I had that semester off because I was transferring into the spring of 21 A&M, right? So I had that whole semester off. And so all we did was literally try to find real estate deals, try to find rentals, et cetera, et cetera. We did two deals that year. At the end of, the, at the end of that year, we bought a rental and then we flipped a small property. And then we honestly got connected to a lot, to some private money, to some hard money, if you're familiar with that. And went, we do, we really just dove headfirst into it in February of 21. Completely ignorant of like the 
risks of the real estate market at the time, like completely honest, like we did not even think about it. We were just like, this is what we're going to do. Like we're going to go. And uh, obviously the market was hot as crap and continued to be hot for another year after that. And so we just jumped in. I think we did five flips the first year. And I was like, man, like, I really Holy don't God, like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was hard. It was tough. But we did five residential flips. So bought a house, remodeled it, sold it. I was like, man, I really don't like giving away these commissions to these realtors to sell our own stuff. Right. And so I was like, I'll just go, I'll go get my license to, to help us save some money. And so I got my license in, I think, November or October of 21. Yeah, we're in 22. So I've had it for about a year now. And I didn't, I really didn't want it. I didn't want to be a realtor. I had no interest, none at all. I just wanted to get it to help us. That's it. That's really it. Well, we start buying more things, buying more things, buying more things. Our goals get higher. You know, we, we start pushing more volume and... I just started, we just started buying stuff and granted they were, they were good deals. We underwrote them and it was good, but I ended up like getting clients from that just from my expertise with that. And so now fast forward a whole year later, what are we December 9th right now? And granted this will come out much later, but we're sitting at like 27 or 28 flips since February of 21. So we have ramped dude, up that considerably. Is fantastic. Dude, you, I don't think you understand how big that really is. That is so, all while being a student, all while managing all the things that are going on, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's rough, honestly. It's Sometimes it's, it's a little, sometimes I have to stop and just kind of think about, okay, where were we like a year ago? And like we were a year ago, we had five flips done and now we have like 25. So it's honestly really crazy. And uh, I was telling Chris earlier today, we're working on a, a squatter house in Brenham and these people are trying to squat there and we we, we close on it next Friday, actually. And uh, it'll be a small flip for us pretty easily, but it's just like, it, it just gets constant. And I, you know, I took a, I took basically a full-time class course this semester. I'm taking a full-time class course next semester schedule. I mean, and so it's tough. It really is. You know, I'm from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. It's that's all I'm doing is going to school and, or working or working out like that's it. And now we have five agents under on, on our team, RT Property Group that find deals for us and uh, serve their own clients and a full construction crew. And honestly, I didn't even think about any of the the school stuff. I was just like, I'm just going to get it done regardless. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just never really thought about it. Then that kind of how, yeah, how it happened. I love that drive, man. That 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 is so cool. And, and and you're putting in the effort. You're putting in the work. You're putting in the what it takes to get that experience and to kind of grow in your knowledge base and to be able to say, okay, how can we take this to the next level? How can this be sustainable? At this point, you're you're like a lot of the student entrepreneurs that we talked about. Is like getting the degree from AM is like icing on the cake. It's the network, it's the ring, it's the the on the job experience that you get that's more valuable. So let, let me ask you this, Jake. You obviously are growing by leaps and bounds. And and this industry, the real estate market in this area is is helping to facilitate that, but you can't grow without having some some type of guiding north star to say this this is this is where we're going to be focused on this is where we're going to put our effort and a lot of the entrepreneurs that we talk about they, they define that in their values what what are your company's values 
Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of our guys, and and I, I like to instill this into our construction guys first, because if they have the, these values, it'll co- it'll correlate over to the houses, right? So if we can, and I'll just list these off, if we can push arate into these houses, which is basically the Greek word for excellence, right? Arate, do consistent, excellent work. If they can do that, it'll show up on the listing when we list it for the house, right? <laughs> if they can have integrity, right? If they have integrity, everything they do, they do the right thing. They practice humility. And at all times, it's going to be a really great teamwork environment to where we can get things done efficiently and productively, right? I always want them to be honest. Like if you mess something up, if we mess something up, we're going to be honest about it. We're going to be accountable about it. And so that's sort of how, how I gauge that. And that's sort of just more of a managing sense right? That's not necessarily like, oh, let's be honest about how this house looks like. But if we can be honest about, okay, this beam is not level, let's fix it or anything like that. I I don't know what else uh, would be there, but, and I roll that into commitment. So commit to doing the right thing at all times, right? So if me and my business partner, Chad, don't commit to being the best for our employees or our clients, how can I expect our employees to be the best for us? And so we have to embody that first and foremost so they can embody it to the houses, right? Because I would like for our core values to roll through our employees into the houses, right? Because it's just a little different. Like you can flip houses, you can do rentals, and there's a lot of stigma behind flips or rentals or landlords, right? Because most people are like, oh, that landlord doesn't care. They just want to flip the house to make a profit. They're going to throw some lipstick on it, yada, yada. But we really push these core values and really try to do our complete best and do the 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 utmost quality because at the end of the day it is it's going to be a home for somebody like some of these homes could be something that people live in forever like literally so it can't be just something that just breaks you know 2 weeks in and finally the last one is discipline and it's a little bit different discipline than like oh i'm just going to do the stuff i don't want to do like I think of it more as emotional discipline, where if something goes wrong, whether it be on a whether it be through a contract or a project or something happens in the economy, et cetera. I want me, my business partner, my employees, my agents to find proactive solutions to problems regardless. So whether something happens, I want you to have the emotional and physical discipline when a problem arises to find the proactive solutions to that problem, right? Like if if you have a problem, don't come to me with out of out of either either a proposed solution or a solution right like if you come to me with a problem i'm going to say okay how are we going to fix it like right like that's that's kind of the the ebb and flow and that's just something my dad always said if you it, don't come to me with a problem without even a proposed solution right like i don't care if it's the right solution but at least something that's proposed right and so arate integrity honesty commitment and discipline if we can do that i think we can be successful and it's just you know, that's in all things we do. So those are our values. Love it. Absolutely love that. So cool. What's what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Where are you taking Arte Property Group? Where, where Where's this thing going? What's, what's your moonshot in the next, you know, five, 10 years? Yeah. So I don't know if it'll happen in five or 10 years. It might be 15 or 20 or 25. But what what I, in, in this, I'll say R, when I say R, I mean me and my business partner, because I do have a business partner that's that's right up there with me. Our vision for Arate, and that's just kind of what we call it. We call it Arate because we have Arate Property Group, Arate Property Management. We would like to be a full-scale real estate investment company, fully vertically integrated with property management, with a brokerage, with a sales side, acquisition side, disposition side, development side, full scale to where 
we are like a one conjoined unit. At the end of the day, however this looks, I I would like to either one exit privately uh, at some point or go public. However that happens, because that's 20 years from now, I don't know, but that's sort of the just big, hairy, audacious goal that I have in my head that I've had since the beginning. And I've been very, very, very blessed to be around mentors and people that have either done that or are about to do that or are on track to do that. And so I, I, I am very, very, very blessed with people in my life to kind of set the precedent for that. Because a lot of people, you know, my, my business partner would tell me yesterday, he said like, he was just, he knew he had more, but he didn't have the people to set the precedent for him, right? I've had that precedent set for me. It's not like it's expected of me, but like, that's my goal. And so if I can cast that vision to everybody that works with us, like that's how they buy in and that's how we get to where we can want to go. Well, Jake, what I what I love about that is that you realize that that, that, that is where you want to go, but it is the connections and the relationships that you make along the way that are that is going to increase the probability of success. And it just kind of as as you were listing off, here's what I want to do, here's what I want to do, here's what I want to do. It's like, well there's like four Aggie Growth Hacks episodes that I'm sure you've listened to that we can connect you with if you're not connected with with already. I mean, off the top of my head, Robert Martinez with Rockstar Capital is, I mean, he he is you 20 years from now. I mean, (laughs) this is a guy that's got $600 million worth of assets under management on his way to a billion. And That's honestly, awesome. I mean, talking with him, he, he doesn't want to go public because he, he wants that all for himself, but it, himself and his team. But that's what I love about this. And I love about this podcast. I love about your energy. I love about the vision that you have. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Well, let's pause right now for a message from this episode sponsor. Okay, we're back. All right, Jake, we're going to roll into the lightning round now. One rule for the lightning round, just try to keep this under a minute. First off, what is your favorite hack, a business hack, a personal hack for you since you probably only get two hours of sleep a night, a sleeping hack that really, that we can learn from you? So really, I think I, I think it really comes down to taking care of yourself. I have always been super into fitness, super into health, super into eating right. Past all the business stuff, I think there's a million strategies and a million ways to do that right. Right. You can look it up on Google and get it done. I think that's, that's not the hard part. The hard part is controlling yourself. So every day I wake up, I am waking up, going to the gym, doing cardio, sauna, reading, doing my, my Spanish lesson and getting the stuff that is going to fill me up first, fill my cup up first. And at that point, I can go be my best for everybody who depends on me. So my biggest hack is really become my best so I can be the best for everybody else. And it's really just that simple. Because if I can't be my best, then how am I going to expect to be my best for everybody else? And really, that's that's a simplified way to put it. But I really, really, really believe in that. And uh, and so that's just the easiest way to put it. Love it. Absolutely love that. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite advice you've ever been given? And bonus points. Two, 2023 bonus points if you tell us how you applied it. The best advice that I've ever been given is to is to shut up and focus. It's very simple, but a lot of the young guys, especially get really distracted by a lot of different things. There's the get rich quick schemes. There's the, oh, you have to have four strings of income to make any money, right? Or there's the, this, that, the other, where it's like, you gotta be doing everything right. Well, if you do, if you do six things, you're gonna be doing six things average or below average instead of just doing one or two things amazing and crushing it. 
right? Everybody I know now, and I realized it, that they made their money by diving into a certain niche, whether, whether that be real estate, construction, whatever it may be, marketing, they focus, right? And it's a it's an obsessive focus for years, right? It's not, oh, let's, let's do a focus on this for a year and then switch. It's not going to work. Like we've been doing this for two and a half years now, and it's like just now starting to make it, right? And the bonus points were for how did I apply it? Um, really, we just kind of we just kind of said screw it. We're going all in. We're hiring our our construction crew. We're going into it, and we now we don't really have an option. Whether that's good or bad, we have zero options. Whether other than other than to su- succeed, you know what I mean. So we have to provide for these people. I got to execute, right? I have to go. I have no choice but to execute and succeed. And that's just kind of how my brain works. Like I don't have an option but to succeed. Like, even if I fail, I'm gonna get back up again and go. Right. So that's that's a broad focus, but like just putting yourself in those zero option mentality situations is is what gets you to where you want to be. Jake, what is your superpower? One thing that helps us is doing what we say we're gonna do, just having integrity. I think that is the biggest thing that we've had because like once once you tell somebody you're gonna do something, you better do it, or your trust is gone. Right. I think a lot of people that we do business with, why we do well is they trust us. And so I guess that could be that could be our superpower right? Me and my business partner is we have integrity and, and people trust us, right? And if, if they can trust you, then they're going to give their money to you. They're going to buy houses with you. They're going to buy homes with you. They're going to you know do anything they that you ask them to, like not manipulative wise, but like in investments in when somebody wants to go buy a house or a home for their family, they have to trust you. Or when they when you sell their family's home, they they have to trust you, right? And so I think that's what that's our biggest superpower is integrity. I mean, people people just trust us. And but it's not been easy. Like we've had to upkeep that reputation. We have to be steadfast on that, right? With our core values. We have to practice humility at all times because if we don't, then we lose it. I mean, that one person doesn't trust us. Well, they tell another person, even if they haven't done business with us, they don't trust us. So you have to be up to par at all times or you're done. So Jake, what gets you out of bed and excited about your business? Excited? I mean, it's it's hard to, this is superficial, but it's hard to not get excited about like, oh, like we can go do this and make $200,000. Like that's fun, right? You're, I'm 21 <laughs> years old, about to be 22. Like that's cool, right? What really fundamentally pushes me and I know pushes my business partner is we have eight guys that work for us. And it's not just eight guys we provide for. It is their wives, it's their kids, it's their families. One of our guys sends half of his paycheck every single week right back to Mexico to build his house for his wife. And we get to see pictures of that every week of the house being built. And so if you, you know, that goes a lot farther than let's make $200,000 because you can go make $200,000 and it can be gone just like that, right? But if you make a lasting impact on your people, that's really what gets me up. Like I love talking to those guys and just encouraging them and giving them chances and giving them opportunities where they, because they come from places that don't have that. Right. And so if we can do that, that's really what gets me going because at the end of the day, without them, we're nothing. And I think we just have to understand that. Right. I mean, like there's, there's no making that $200,000 without, without these guys who we have to provide for. Like it's not just eight, it's likely more like 40 people that are providing for, you know, that at the end of the line. So that, that's, some that's what keeps me going. Yeah, Absolutely. To, to kind of have, but to be able to, to walk through and you take that response, take that responsibility to be completely upfront and honest with it and, and to kind of walk through and say, okay, well, that's, 
that's what we have to do. And if you don't want to do that, then don't be an entrepreneur or be a solo entrepreneur. Right. How can you have motivated us again, when Chris and I were in your shoes, there's no way that we had the vision, the passion, the drive, the focus to be an entrepreneur and still be and be going to school. So how can the Aggie Growth Tech family get in touch with you? And how can we support you going forward? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have crazy Facebook following or Instagram following. It's just kind of my personal pages. We do have a company page is Arete Property Group, A-R-E-T-E Property Group on Facebook. It's where we post most of our stuff, but you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Jake Carlisle or Jake Carlisle 2 on Instagram. And I also have my own podcast that's called Capital Gains and we talk financial literacy on it. So get in contact with me and make a relationship. And that's really it. I don't, I don't really need anything other than, Hey, let's, let's get together and talk and see how we can help each other. You know, it, a simple lunch. If we just have lunch once and never have lunch again, perfect. I mean, it's, if we can help each other and share each other's posts and uh, in any way possible, I'm always down to help people and just give me a call and shoot me a text and see how we can help. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jake. We really appreciate your generosity and support that you give to the Aggie Entrepreneurial Network and to the Aggie Growth Hack Network. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? I know that I took, I wrote down a lot of things, honestly, and I, I've got a lot of takeaways from that. But Greg, what was your what was your biggest takeaway? Well, I'm just pumped up. First off, I'm, I'm just pumped up just talking to Jake. I mean, again... Whenever we talk to these student entrepreneurs, I am in so much awe of their ability to be able to do this. There's no way that I could have been a student and been responsible for eight families. Are you crazy? I mean, so Jake, I, that's awesome. Jake, Brandon, the other Aggie student entrepreneurs, you know, that is so cool to see what you're doing. And thank you for the example that you're setting. But the thing that I constantly heard from Jake was how he got his education. And A&M is, I mean, shoot, he, he's going to school. He's going to, he, I think he's planning on going and getting his, his master's degree. So he sees the value in the ed- education that A&M provides, but it's the education through the Aggie network that I think is most important to him and what has most been most valuable to him. I mean, to be able to, to go in and to start his company and to be able to be given some guidance and some help. And I mean, to his own testament, you know, he was ignorant of the risks of his business. And, you know, as he was talking through some of the stuff, I was like, you know, the the banker in me, I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. But but (laughs) look at his success. I mean, 28 flips in two years, less than two years. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. And he's open to learn. He's open to meet people. He's open to connect with other ags and to be able to to learn from them, ask questions, but also give it as well. What was your takeaway from this impressive young man? So my biggest takeaway, and I started this, was shut up and focus. Right? He talked about how you know the the best advice that he was ever given was was to shut up and focus. Right? And so and and he has applied that just simply by focusing on these house flips, fo- focusing on real estate and focusing on, you know, his vertical, his niche, right? If you will. And he's right. When when we start as entrepreneurs start saying no to some of the things that are thrown our way and we start saying yes to the things that we know that 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 we do really well, right? I mean, we've heard over and over and over again, you know, do what you do best and outsource the rest, right? We've heard that from every entrepreneur just about. And, and, and in his own way, he's saying exactly that. Focus on that one thing 
you know, that you do really, really well. So I love that. And that's my biggest takeaway right there. 100% agree with that. Well, I that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks of the Week. Hope that you enjoyed it. Do yourself a favor. Connect with Jay. I mean, even if it's just to get pumped up and excited and, and to learn from him and to be able to speak into his life and his entrepreneurial journey, make sure you do that. And while you're on the web, connect with Chris, connect with me, connect with Aggie Growth Hacks, check out our Facebook group. We'd love to continue this conversation with you with you there. And while you're, on, while you're there, check out AggieGrowthHacks.com where you listen to this episode, our previous five seasons, as well as some of our other great content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website right now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. Whoop!